0: Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional, surprise, budget, micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you don't want to go into debt for your wedding day, you're in the right place. So today I want to talk about wedding stationery. And when I say wedding stationery, I mean save the dates, invites, programs, RSVP cards, menus, seating charts, all of that stuff, basically everything that you would print before, after, um, and during a wedding, or I guess you wouldn't print it during, but you know what I mean, you would use it during a wedding. Um, And as you can tell from the title of this episode, why you don't need wedding stationery, I believe that wedding stationery is not necessary, and you can get away with either none of it or a lot less than traditional um, wedding planning places would tell you that you need. So first thing I want to say is, as always, no judgment. This is just my opinion. I'm just one person. If you are a diehard stationary person, you live and breathe calligraphy, maybe you have your own stationary business, you've been dreaming of your invitation suite since you were six years old, go for it. If this is your thing, you know, you collect journals, you love paper, all of that stuff, that's awesome. And you know, actually, I am a big journal person. I love stationery. I love writing cards. I'm one of the few people who actually still sends snail mail and not just as like a cool pandemic hobby, but I've been doing it for years. Um, I have so many journals. I love a brand new notebook. Um, I'm actually really into stationery just outside of weddings. However sort of weighing the pros and cons and the costs, I've decided that it's not something that I really want to invest in for my wedding. And I think on today's episode, you'll uh, hear some reasons why maybe you want to not invest in wedding stationery or not invest in it as heavily as you thought you needed to. So the first reason that I think wedding stationery is not necessary is because it's actually super outdated. These days, not very many people send mail anymore. It's not snail mail with letters and envelopes and postage. It's just not a thing that we do. Most of us are sending, you know, emails, texts, Facebook messages, WhatsApp, all that other stuff. Not very many people are actually using mail as a form of communication. So it's super old fashioned. Um, And then when people do get the invite, a lot of people end up losing it because it's really hard to give somebody a piece of paper, especially, you know, a save the date or something like that and say, okay, hold on to this for a year. A lot of people don't do that. So it ends up getting, you know, thrown out or recycled or just left at the bottom of a shelf somewhere. We're kind of past the days of people putting those save the dates up on the fridge, especially a lot of us have stainless steel fridges that are not actually magnetic anymore. So we can't put anything up on them. And unfortunately, you know, people, even the people who do hold on to your invite, they don't really value it the same way that you would, right? Like maybe you really care about um, how gorgeous your invite is. You put a lot of work into designing it and picking the right colors and choosing photos and fonts and the wording and all that. But your average wedding guest is just going to look at it and go, that's nice, you know, put it away somewhere totally forget about it. They're not taking pictures of it or putting it in a prize spot in their house or anything like that. The other issue with snail mail and sending those paper invites is just the stress of the postal system, especially if you're in a country where the postal system is not reliable or it's underfunded. You have all this stress of wondering like, oh my goodness, when's it going to get there? Did the invite get lost? Maybe the RSVP card that's coming back to me, did that get lost? There's also a lot of time wasted. You know, if you're sending invites to people who live farther away. You've got to factor in wait times of, okay, they might not get their letter or their, sorry, their invite for a few weeks. I might not get the response for a few weeks after that. It's just a very long game that could totally be avoided if you used an email. The other issue with uh, going with outdated snail mail is needing to get everyone's address. I know for myself, you know, millennial, and I'm sure a lot of people in my age group, we don't have each other's addresses. I don't know the home addresses of lots of my friends. I certainly don't know the home addresses of my family members. So now there's that added step, okay, now I need to text people or message them or email them and ask for this information or, you know, get it from my mom or something like that. And it's just like three more levels to be able to then send them that mail that again, they're going to lose or they're going to Forget about that. Might not even get to them. It's just added struggle. <laughs> um, and you know, just in general, a lot of people struggle with mail. I'm somebody who actually does enjoy sending mail as you know a hobby for correspondence. I love to send postcards, but it's surprising to me how many people in my generation have asked me, "Oh, where does the address go? Oh, where does the stamp go?" Like it's funny that we, as a um, as a generation, and I'm sure the people younger than us, even even more so, just have no idea how to handle mail. <laughs> Um, and then sort of further to that point, a lot of the invitations that are going out these days and save the dates say, you know, Hey, so-and-so are getting married. Here's the date and time. Please go to this website for more information. And that's where you have you know, your beautiful photos, the story of how you met, and most importantly, all those logistics of like, here's the exact address, here's the Google Maps, here's the details about parking, here's what we're doing about COVID, here's where you can let us know, um, you know, chicken, beef, fish, vegetarian, here's where you actually RSVP, please do that online. Hopefully you're doing online RSVPs just to cut out one more piece of that uh, wedding stationery, the RSVP cards, and having to rely on people actually mailing those back in you can ask them to RSVP online. And the funny part of that is, you know, how many of us, see a website written down on a piece of paper and then say, oh, okay, let me copy that down. Let me type that into my phone or onto my laptop so I can go there. Let me bookmark it so I don't forget. Like, of course that's not happening. It would be so much easier if you just sent an email or something with the URL that people could just click on. Like if the whole point is to get people to your wedding website so they can get all the information, so they can RSVP, the best way to do that is just send them a clickable link. So it's kind of silly that we're doing these really antiquated, you know, save the dates and invites to try to then get people to type in uh, addresses. And, you know, most of the wedding websites these days are like super long because it'll be the not.com slash registry slash Dave and Sarah 2021. Like they're not easy to remember. I've know, from weddings that I've personally been in, I had to go a couple times to either, you know, text other bridesmaids and go, oh, what was that uh, address again? I totally forgot it. I lost the save the date. (laughs) I don't want to ask the bride and and bug her, but it's, it's difficult. It's not something that us uh, 2020 (laughs) tech savvy people really know what to do with. So again, a lot easier if the URL was just sent to them on something that they can click and easily get to the wedding website, which is usually the whole point. The other reason why wedding stationery is not so necessary is it's really expensive. It can add up. I know you're thinking like, okay, how much can a few invitations cost? But it's not just invitations. You've got save the dates if you are sending those out. And if you're not sure if you should, head back to my earlier mini-sode on do we need save the dates? Then you have the actual invitations. You've got the envelopes. A lot of people like to get those uh, pre-printed with addresses on them or just, you know, a Special type of envelope that'll match your invitation suite. You have the RSVP cards, if you're including those, you might also be including directions on a card or a place for people to put a song request or meal preference. Just other, there's usually a couple pieces of paper within that invitation envelope. You've of course got the postage, you have to um, address and mail all of these envelopes, you have to pay postage. Afterwards, you have the thank you cards that you're going to send out to everybody. So, again, that's the paper, the envelopes, the postage. And then during the actual wedding, there's quite a bit of stationery that's Um, often used in traditional weddings, you'll have programs at the ceremony, you'll have menus on the table during the reception, you'll have seating cards, you might have uh, table charts letting people know where to sit, and then the little individual seating cards at their table. There's a ton of paper, and then sort of diving even deeper into that, you can really start to spend a lot when you look at all the different options. So there's all types of paper. It's not just, you know, the plain white printer paper we see every day. There's really thick cardstock or fancy, you know, printing on bamboo or cotton or something like that. There's the type of design that you go for. You could be paying a lot um, to have somebody design that for you. You can do gold foil on your invites. Or I think there was an episode of, I want to say it was Sex of the City, where they had like pearls or lace or something like that on the invite. Um, If you decide to do your invitations in color, that's an added expense. If you want to double side them, that might be an added expense on printing, but maybe that saves you money not having as many pieces of paper. If you want calligraphy done, I know a lot of people love to get their seating cards Um, done by a calligrapher who can do this gorgeous calligraphy writing. Of course, that's an added expense. A lot of people do a custom stamp or a seal, something to uh, make it their own when they're closing up the envelope, or a custom stamp of their address. Then there's the type of envelope you get, you know, if you want something a little bit thicker that has a bit more weight to it, of course, that's going to be expensive. So all of that really, really, really adds up. And I tried to get a number to see what that would all be. And the best I could find was Shutterfly put out an article earlier this year in 2020. And they said, the average cost of wedding invitations is between 400 and $650 for most couples. So that's quite a bit of money. If we kind of go, you know, ballpark the middle of that 525 so $525, and that's just on invitations. So that doesn't count, save the dates, postage, thank you cards, all the seating charts and programs and menus. It doesn't include any of that stuff. That's just invitations. So you're really looking at spending quite a bit of money, especially if you're trying to get into you know, the calligraphy and the gold foil and all that stuff, which is Beautiful, no doubt about it, beautiful, but it really adds up. You could be spending, you know, upwards of $1,000 just on paper, which um, we'll get into. There's uh, some questions about whether or not that's wasteful or if there's a point to it. But if you, of course, you know, want to send out some sort of a paper invite or save the date or program or menu, if you want to have those things at your wedding, there are ways to do that uh, on the cheap to sort of save yourself a little bit of money. So the first thing you can do is actually design your invitation yourself. So a lot of online invitation websites like, you know, Shutterfly or places like that, you can actually go online and choose from one of their pre-designed templates and just sort of put your own information in or if you want to have a a hand in it you can go on canva or photoshop or something like that and you can really customize a lot of it so if you've got a little bit of an eye for things like that that's a great way to cut out a huge cost and not having somebody design it for you or having to go with um, a more expensive invitation provider if you can sort of do that yourself Um, another great way to save money would be to print them yourself so you could do that you know maybe you have access to a fancy printer through your work or maybe even at your own house and you're just printing on maybe not printer paper but something that still fits in a regular printer so if you're able to design your invitation yourself and print it yourself that's pretty huge Um, and another place to look would be any of those online invitation stores a lot of them have sales Um, that's something that you can definitely look out for, especially, you know, Black Friday or things like that. Definitely keep your eye out for places uh, that would have sales and try to think about these, Tips in terms of designing it yourself, printing it yourself. Maybe you're not quite comfortable doing that with the invitations. Like maybe you think, okay, no, it's not going to look nice if I print it at home. You know, it's going to look really cheap. Okay, fine. Maybe you let a professional company handle printing the invites. But what about the menus or the seating cards? Or if you're doing programs, what about the programs? Those are things that maybe you don't mind having those printed at home on, you know, slightly cheaper paper or something like that. Just a great way to save money anywhere you can. Another good way to save money is to actually hand deliver your wedding uh, invitations or save the dates or whatever it is. Of course, this is a little bit tougher during COVID times. But if there are people, you know, within your bubble or sort of local to you that you can spend a day, hey, we're just going to jump in the car, drop a bunch of these off or hey, mom, I'm going to give you five or six when you see the ants next weekend. Can you hand these out? That's great. I mean, don't go out of your way. Don't start driving hours and hours to save 65 cents on postage. That's probably not worth it. But if you happen to have some sort of an event coming up, or you're going to see someone who's going to see someone, you might as well bring the invitation along, right? And it's actually kind of sweet to have that moment where you can hand deliver it to a person and not just have it show up in the mail. My last tip here for saving money on your invitations, and this is a huge one, so pay attention. Remember that you are sending one invite per household, and not per person. So many couples make the mistake. They say, okay, we're inviting 120 guests. Let's order 120 save the dates, 120 envelopes, 120 invitations, blah, 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 as we keep going. But you don't need that many. You just need one per household, right? You don't need a separate invitation for, oh, for Mr. Gold and Mrs. Gold and child gold. Nope, just one for the golds, all three of them. invite. So definitely make sure you go through your guest list, sort it by household and ensure you're only ordering one invite per household and not one invite per person. Okay, so the next reason you might want to sit out on wedding stationery is that it's actually super wasteful. Um, it's not very eco-friendly to print all of this paper. And I know you might say, oh, but we picked recyclable paper. Oh, we're gonna put all of the invites into recycling when we're done. You know, all our guests will do that too. That's great, um, but there's still waste involved. Even with recyclable paper, there's the resources, there's the water that's being used, there's the labor. Um, a lot of that is still super wasteful and uh, kind of better than going with recyclable paper is no paper at all, right? Just completely omitting that point of production. Um, And I think that's a really cool way to kind of look at, I've touched on this in a previous episode, but I know a lot of people sort of get, um, I'm gonna say a little bit bougie about things being, you know, recyclable or eco-friendly or sustainable and local and, oh, look, you know, I paid, all this money to get this dress that's made out of recyclable fabric and to get, um, you know, this restaurant to cater that is organic farming and all these things. And it seems very, I don't want to say pretentious, but kind of (laughs) pretentious, that they're trying to make being environmentally friendly this tier that only people with huge budgets are able to access and then they can feel so much better about themselves because you know oh but don't worry it's fine that I spent you know eight thousand dollars on this dress because it's an eco-friendly fabric when wouldn't it just be a lot more eco-friendly if you bought a second hand dress and then nothing had to be created at all that's a great way to sort of look at your wedding stationery to say hey instead of splashing out a little bit more to get recyclable paper why not just no paper why don't we just skip it (laughs) so here are some examples of things that could replace paper so instead of doing save the dates which again as i talked about in a mini-sode are not always needed you could just do a really informal casual save the date through word of mouth or through a text or a phone call or an email it doesn't have to be a big fancy thing you don't have to you know design anything it could literally just be like guess what we booked you know may 13th next year can't wait like save the date Um, or you can go crazy and open up canva and design something beautiful and send that out over email Um, another way to sort of cut back on the waste would be to do evites and I know this is a little bit of a controversial one and I'll touch on that in my next point Um, But you can actually invite people via email, which, as I said, is also really helpful for getting people to go to your wedding website since they can just click on the URL, automatically learn all the information that they need to know and RSVP. Um, If you're super against eVites, you can try to get your invitations down to just one page, all of the information you need on just one piece of paper and maybe even send it as a postcard. And that way you are not wasting extra paper um, for the invitation or for an envelope. Another way to cut back on waste would be to do a giant seating board instead of having little individual seating cards that say, you know, Ashley table 12, you just have a giant board that's got everyone's names, it says what table they're at, and you don't bother having little individual cards with people's names on the table because once people get there, they'll probably figure it out, grab a seat, anyone that's empty. You could do the same thing with a menu. You might not need to have a menu at all if, um, if it's pretty obvious what's gonna be served or if people chose their entree ahead of time, it's probably unnecessary. Or if you did wanna have a menu, instead of having individual menus for each person, you could have one at um, at each table or you could even just have one giant menu board sort of maybe you know at the start of the buffet line or something like that for people to read. And for programs, you could just skip those altogether. <laughs> great way to to save uh, money and to save the environment is just to not bother printing them. So the next point I want to make here is that a lot of the times wedding stationery is actually pointless. <laughs> and I don't mean to offend but uh, I might a little bit in this section so uh, buckle up. Let's let's try this. So I think the first thing we want to look at is just to really question the tradition. And this is, I think, a little bit of my ethos in starting this podcast and in doing all these episodes is I really want people who are listening to question everything about their wedding. Don't do things just because you're supposed to, or it's tradition, or your mom told you to, or that's what you saw on Instagram. Do things that you want to do because you want to, <laughs> not because you have to, or you think you should. So when you're looking at, let's take invitations, because that's sort of the biggest one in the wedding stationery realm, do you really need them? Do you really need five pieces of paper tucked into an envelope with a stamp on it, sent to Uncle Joe in order to invite him to your wedding? No. No if the point of an invitation is to convey to somebody that you would like them to attend your event, are there other ways to do that? You know, do you need to do it through five pieces of paper with gold foil and calligraphy and pearls and lace and a, you know, envelope that ends up being overweight so now you have to pay extra postage? No, probably not. That's probably not something you need to do if the whole point is just to invite somebody to your wedding, and I know there's a lot of people who really kick up their heels. That's probably not the right phrase. People who get angry about the um, the idea of doing evites or any sort of you know email invitation. They think it's really tacky. Like, oh, these people are gonna you know they're coming to your event. It's a formal event. They should have a piece of paper. You're they're gonna bring you a gift. You know what kind of gift should they bring if it's just a, a tacky little evite and Honestly, I think that's a little bit old-fashioned. That's a little bit outdated. As I said, I think I've talked at length about how invitations can be really expensive. They can be really wasteful and they can also be really, you know, cumbersome and actually impede people finding out the information they need for your wedding and RSVPing, which is the whole point. And all of that can be avoided with an e-vite. So an e-vite is actually, you know, it's cheaper, it's less wasteful and it's helpful. It's actually a lot more helpful to your guests to have that information via email. You know, if they're saying, oh, when was that wedding again? They can just search in their inbox for your name, as opposed to trying to go find that invite they left somewhere in the house. And personally, to me, if a few people in my life think it's tacky that I'm sending out invitations, you know, via email or whatever, that's fine, because that's not worth, you know, $500 or $1,000 to me. It's just not. I'm okay with a handful of people thinking I'm tacky if it means I get to save, you know, $1,000 in <laughs> wedding stationery costs. That's totally, totally fine to me. Um, another thing I think to kind of ask yourself when you're doing that questioning is to ask, people: do people really need this in writing? Or do people really need this on paper? So kind of going back to my example with the menu cards, are you printing the menu just because that's what, you know, your wedding stationery company told you to do? They're like, oh, yeah, it's part of this, you know, giant suite that you're paying for, we'll print out individual menu cards to go at each place setting, really think, do my guests need a menu? Do they need to know what they're eating? And if they do, is there a way for me to convey that information to them without individual paper? Um, I think that's something you can definitely question. And then sort of my last point on the pointlessness of wedding stationery is I know a lot of people um, get those photos taken at the beginning of the day where it'll be their invitation, their flowers, their rings. And it's this beautifully, you know, curated shot. And a lot of photographers will ask for, Oh, can you, can you get me a copy of your invite and your program? Hand me the rings, hand me the bouquet. And they put together these really lovely shots and that's great. Um, For me personally, that's just not something I care about. I really don't value um, a photo like that. It's as, as pretty as they are. That's never something I'm going to print and put up in my home. It's not something I'm gonna put in a wedding album because those details just aren't um, aren't that important to me. I would much rather have more photos of my loved ones and significant moments in the day, you know, the ceremony and things like that, really meaningful parts of my wedding. I would much rather have my photographer spend time on that and for me to spend my money printing moments like that. I don't need you know, a copy of my invite to put in a scrapbook or something. To me, that's not, that's not super important and I'm very happy for going that part and I know that my invitation will not matter to anyone else as much as it matters to me and if it already doesn't really matter that much to me, then I'm probably fine to go ahead and skip it since it probably won't matter to anybody else. Okay, so now that I've sort of shat all over wedding stationery, sorry, again, I am a big stationery lover. I'm just trying to point out things that aren't necessary. I want to kind of walk you through my plan for my wedding and the kind of wedding stationery or wedding stationery alternatives I'm going to be doing. So starting at the very beginning, I am not planning on doing save the dates. Um, As I mentioned in my save the date minisode, those aren't always necessary. However, with so many weddings happening now in 2021 and 2022, it might be helpful to get people a heads up. So I am going to be having some guests, um, fingers crossed, COVID willing, who will be coming in from out of town, who will have to fly and book hotels and that sort of thing. So those are people that I definitely want to give a heads up. So I'll either send out invitations early, or just send them a quick text or email and be like, hey, just a heads up, you know, this is the date we have planned for the wedding, really hope you can make it, invitations coming, (laughs) something like that. Um, For the invitations, I am most likely going to do an evite uh, like I said, just the best way to save money, to save paper, to get the point across, especially in this uh, coronavirus time, there's so much extra information that I really want to convey to our guests in terms of restrictions and guidelines that we'll be following, things like wearing masks and washing hands and things like that. And that's definitely not something that'll fit on an invitation. So I'd love to sort of have, you know, this nice evite, you know, we'd love to invite you and then sort of like, okay, and here are all the logistics you need to know. Here's where it is. Here's how you get there all that sort of information that a lot of people would put onto a wedding website. We're probably not going to bother with a wedding website just because our guest list is quite small. So that's something I think I could include in an email. If we do end up sending paper invitations, we would only need about 10 given our guest list of 20. Actually, it would probably be less than 10. (laughs) So it's definitely something that we would just print ourselves at home or do a deal on one of the sites like, you know, Vistaprint or something like that if you order postcards from sites like that, you can do it for as low as, you know, $10 can get you 50 postcards. I actually did that for Christmas cards one year. I just designed our Christmas cards as a postcard, took advantage of that deal, and only ended up spending 10 bucks to get 50 cards. So there's definitely ways to do it on a budget. And besides that, I don't think there's going to be any other stationery at our wedding. We won't need programs. It's just um, a very small crew and our ceremony will be pretty normal. Uh, There's not going to be seating charts or anything like that. We're planning just to have a really casual reception in my family member's home afterwards. Probably aren't going to need menu cards or anything like that. I might label any food that isn't super obvious, but that's probably just going to be, you know, a sharpie and a piece of paper. <laughs> Nothing fancy, no signs. And throughout this episode, I've really talked about wedding stationery in terms of paper, but I think that could also extend to things like signage that you might see on glass or on wood or on plastic or metal or whatever it is. A lot of those signs, and this might be a completely separate episode, a lot of those signs are really pointless. People don't need a sign to tell them to sit wherever they want or a sign to say, you know, drinks are here or things like that, you know, people really get into these super cute signs that are like, you know, we do Sarah and Dave 2020, whatever it is. And if you love a sign, and you want to spend your time creating one, or want to spend your money buying one, that's awesome. But a lot of that stuff is not mandatory. It's not necessary. Your guests are probably not going to care. They're not going to, you know, need that information. A lot of that information can be conveyed through you, through your officiant, through your MC, or just, it's pretty obvious. People will naturally, um, you know, when they see chairs at a ceremony, they will take a seat. (laughs) They will figure that out. They don't need a cute little rhyme telling them to do so. So that's my little um, tangent about wedding signage. The one part of the wedding stationery that i actually do really love is thank you cards i think thank you cards are so important um as i said i love writing cards and i love uh having that sort of personal connection to people and i think that's so cool with thank you cards that you can um get a little bit more personal and beyond just uh you know so-and-so invite you to their wedding but actually sit there and say thank you so much for attending you know i'm so glad that you were able to make it. You looked beautiful that day. We really, really appreciate the Vitamix blender you got us. We've been making smoothies every morning. I'm so glad, you know, we had that chat after dinner. It was so meaningful to me to have you there. Whatever it is that you want to say. I think that's a really beautiful part of Um, of a wedding but it's also something that you can do on the cheap or without wasting a ton of paper. So for me personally I do enjoy a handwritten letter. I think there's something special about that but I also have a lot of really beautiful stationery already. I have a package of cards that are sort of just you know plain white uh, florals. They look quite nice. I think I got them on sale at a Walmart probably like five years ago and my plan is just to write in those. I don't need to go and order Anything fancy, I don't need to spend more money, waste more paper. So that's another great tip. If you are having a small wedding, look through the stationery you already have at home. You might have some beautiful cards that you can use. Um, And if for some reason we need more than that, we might go the Evite route and send uh, thank you cards that way. The last little piece of wedding stationery that we'll be uh, doing an alternative version of is I would love to do some sort of an announcement card. So some sort of like, you know, we did it, we're married sort of thing because we're having such a small micro wedding. I'd love to be able to send something out like that to people who aren't able to attend. And again, that's going to be probably something that we just design ourselves on Canva and then send out as an email blast to all of our loved ones, friends and family, just letting them know that we're married. And here's a cute picture from the day. And we can't wait to celebrate with you sometime in the future when whenever we get to see you post pandemic. Um, Another way to send out sort of marriage announcements or things like that, if you did want to send out an actual, you know, paper snail mail card, is to combine it with another card that you send out. So maybe you always send out a holiday card. So this year, you can sort of switch your holiday card into a, hey, we got married sort of thing, um, just to do, you know, two birds, one stone, once again, saving some paper, Saving some money, saving the environment, and just sticking to the point of why we actually want to send the things that we send. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope I gave you some food for thought when it comes to wedding stationery. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and review. Subscribe so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the podcast. Remember, no wedding vendor is mandatory. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus.